so while I'm here, and there's just nothing but dead air, I don't know what to talk about. Maybe... Nothing in particular. You can click on YouTube. <laughs> Start watching those LAPD officer videos and commenting on them. But there's not really much to do. Mm, yes, yes. Guys, alrighty. Welcome to. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to Splayed, everybody. Everybody, yep. welcome to Splayed. Uh, today's today's topic is um, uh, New World Order. Yeah, Shadow <laughs> Shadow Government's New World Order. Yeah, good times, good times. The Deep State. The yes. Deep State. <laughs> what is the Deep the State? The Deep State. The Deep State. Uh, they are the uh, they're the assholes shorting the stock market right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's who the Deep State is. Well, you just identified yourself. As <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weren't you the one doing it? <laughs> Why, yes, Why, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Interesting thing about the stock market, man. The Fed is. Uh, it looks like they're easing off their balance sheet. Oh, you know the balance sheet has started to decline. Okay, so uh, you go and do the short changing again. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing, dude. Is supposedly uh, according to uh, one of the one of the uh, this televangelist, they they were saying that the NWO, New World Order, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. The Fed was actually behind it. They're orchestrating events so the to encourage us to go into the world end just to and to rely buy on them tickets pokemon tickets oh yeah, yeah so to buy cards. more pokemon cards <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah to yeah. start more pokemon opening yeah. channels it's really the whole thing is it was driven <laughs> do you think we should do that on this podcast where we just like open up pokemon cards but they they, they can't see it right right so we just make up shit yeah we're just like oh. charizard we got Charizard. Charizard. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad idea. We just buy a new pack every week. I, I'm, I, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I, we, I, we, I we don't. Know. We're not. We're not predatory. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's a, so the new world world order. Like supposedly, my conservative friends they used to tell me that Obama was part of this, right? Just because he oh. was for like sort of, you know, free trade and other things that are you know good yeah. for the economy, right? Hey, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. You How's know? it bad? It's I, just bad. It's just it's bad. It's bad. It's Antichrist. That's what they say. You know. <laughs> Everything's Antichrist. Everything's Antichrist. Here's the thing, man, about about that is and, and open borders too. You know what I mean? So basically yeah. everyone they say everyone's everyone who's for open borders. Uh this the, so they were saying the Fed is manipulating events to orchestrate the formation of a new world order. <laughs> that yeah. they want us to rely on the Fed more or less. I don't yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. It makes no sense, right? They don't they don't make money. Yeah. They they print it. They print money. <laughs> They already like it's. Like they already have. They already print money. Yeah. Like they don't. Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. People don't understand the Fed. They don't. They they say like let's go to back to the gold standard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. But, but that, like you you understand that you you can't control the gold standard. No. And they're like, well, yeah, that's the point. But the thing is, if you have a population blowout, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't. Inf you know what I mean? And you have some sort of deflationary event. You can't, you have no control. No, right? I mean. Everyone's just going to get effed. Well, you know what I mean? Because you have no control over the financial system. That's the thing. Let's say the whole government does go down and the financial standard becomes bottle caps like in Fallout, right? Right. So we put our value into these bottle caps. Okay. And we're trading them, but we still have all this other money. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Bottle, <laughs> bottle caps? Yeah, that's the money. Okay. That's the currency. Yeah. Wait, wait, slow down. 
Bottle caps? Bottle caps. That's in Fallout. Yes. They use bottle caps. As currency. As currency. Yeah. In Fallout? In Fallout. <laughs> bottle caps. Because the world ended and the whole economy collapsed, right? Okay. So the survivors are like, I'll just trade what I know is valuable, which is metal. Okay. So bottle caps became the currency so they could melt that down to make weapons or whatever. Oh, they can make weapons out of it. That's yeah. why it's currency. Because it's like it's like in Mad Max, right? Yes. Do we're going to Bullet Town? Yeah, we're know? going to go get the fuel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So it's whatever we put value towards, right? Yes. And if it, if we're told that there is something to back that up via gold or bottle caps or one dollar equals five bottle caps, you know. What do you know about the the uh, the fifth column? Nothing. One dollar is five bottle caps. The future trading. Why well, would it be five bottle caps? Uh, the the economy's pretty weak. There. What do you know about? Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I watched a thing about uh, Walt Disney, and the animators were striking outside Walt Disney Studio and just like, you know, yeah, fair wages, fair you you know, we want union. Well, here's the problem with with uh, employment. Let's talk about employment for okay. a bit. Uh, employment is slavery, just to be clear. It's uh, slavery you, with extra steps. <laughs> yeah, with extra steps, exactly. Here's the thing is you you sign over ownership of anything that you create, mm-hmm. which means you're, no lo- you're not able to build something that allows you to accumulate wealth, right? You sign over everything. For, for, for a confident, comfortable, guaranteed paycheck, you sign over mm-hmm. ownership of anything that you create. Um, now, on the one hand, the owner is taking all of the risk. For the company, right? Um, Those with ownership rights are taking all of the risk. Uh, In theory, uh, if the business doesn't do well, they don't get a paycheck. They don't get paid, right? Yeah. And so, um, now, you could argue that if you're getting a sufficiently high paycheck, well, you could then go over and and you're basically transferring your ownership rather than giving it up, right? Because you can take that money and buy ownership of some other company or some other stake. And so, if you work at a job, if you have a job, with a guaranteed paycheck and you do not have ownership in some form, some sort of a shareholding or profit sharing or something like that, mm-hmm. right, in the company, uh, then you are a slave. I think, by the way, that it should be mandatory for all companies. This would solve the whole freaking problem, by the way. This would solve unions, solve everything, right? That yeah. if you have an employee, they are they have to get some part ownership in the company. Oh, that they would own a part of the company instead of just being a regular... Waged employee. Yeah, like okay. all employees are by law, uh, like like they, they have to have some percentage, minimum percentage stake in the company, right? Yeah, there are companies that do that, like Winco. Yeah. Winco, all their employees have a percentage in yeah. that company. Yeah. So that, that should that should always be the case. I mean, you could put limits on it, like you have to be there like a year, two years, something like that. But um, realistically, if you've worked there, you know, long enough... To, to show that you're sincere and you're not going to just pop in and out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you should and you should be able to get some sort of a, a, an ownership stake. And that solves the problem because if the company, if you work really hard, you kick ass, the company does really well, right? Mm-hmm. Then they don't just pocket that cash and, and uh, golden parachute their way out. And then he's like, oh, I got a new job over here at uh, Well, Nike. it's like the, Bo- it's the guy from Boeing, right? The guy, the yeah. CEO for, the executive for Boeing got fired because they... They hacked together the, the 737 Max. They're trying to change the name of it to hide from the American public the fact that they hacked that plane together, right? <laughs> they glued it. They, build, they built, they wanted to make a more fuel efficient plane, mm-hmm. 
right? So they took an existing plane and they took the engines and moved them in closer to the fuselage, right? It made it more fuel efficient, but it made it uh, more dangerous, less airworthy, right? <laughs> they it made the fucking thing stall. You know what I mean? We we taken this airplane. And we made it not an airplane. We made it not an airplane. <laughs> but we're going to call it an airplane. But we're going to call it an airplane. It's more efficient. <laughs> and so then what they did to fix the fact that the plane was less airworthy mm-hmm. as a result of, of their their, cha- their hack, right, is they put on another hack in the form of a software tool where when the plane stalls, which it now does as part of normal operation because they made this horrible design, right, because of this of this uh, problem they've introduced, they put in a software fix to try and automatically do what a a good pilot can do, right? Which is to be able to pull you out of a stall, right? Didn't work. Yeah, well, it doesn't doesn't work if the pilot doesn't know how to react to it because now the pilot has to ignore his instincts, right? Mm -hmm. And let the plane software take over. And if he doesn't do that, then it actually will worsen the stall. You know what I mean? Wonderful. If he fights the software, the plane will crash. So he has to not do what he's supposed to do and and let the plane pull pull the plane out of the stall. Or still stall either way. Yeah. Um, It's like those five-minute craft videos you see on YouTube. It's Boeing doing that. Yeah. We move the things here. Life hack. (laughs) Yeah, life hack. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So they took a plane. They tried to make it more efficient by moving the engines closer to the fuel fuel silage. They made it less airworthy as a result. And rather than just redesign the plane, but this was all a hack from the start. Yeah. Because they didn't want to spend the money to design a new plane. So they took the existing design, hacked it, right? <laughs> so they could use their existing uh, uh, manufacturing pipelines for the existing fuel silage and the existing engines, right? Yeah. A hack. A hack to save money, right? They just move the engines in. Well, guess what? Now the plane stalls. Oh, just put an auto stall correction in there. It'll work. It's fine. Uh-huh. Now it's just normal that the plane stalls. You know what I mean? I can't. Anyway, that CEO is probably going to get a job. And he did get a golden parachute out, a nice fat golden parachute. And he's probably going to get another job as a CEO at another company. You know or what I mean? he just retires to a lake somewhere, you know? Yeah, or, yeah exactly. It's ridiculous. Uh, Boeing. Uh, I can't, I, I don't know. I, I never, I, the thing is, what are you going to do, by the way? Yeah. 737 Max. I never want to fly in a 737 Max ever again. But what am I going to do? Because airplane companies have like a monopoly. Like you can't go in and say, demand another plane. They won't let you. Yeah, it's not They'll a just say, okay, that's fine. You can, you know. They're, they're not Ubers you don't have to for use planes. Your ticket, but we're keeping the money. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. So, uh, so what are you gonna do? You know, you gotta fly home. It's one in the morning. You got work the next day, right, or whatever. You gonna you gonna fight them over over not flying on a seven thirty max, or you yeah. gonna take the the uh, the non airworthy plane home? And that's or, what they're gonna push on us. They're gonna or, make us because the thing is, the problem is too much money has been spent on it. Yeah, they've it's there's billions of dollars into these planes. Now, and so, they don't want to scrap that because then they would lose a lot more money. And they're like, well, it's easier just to take the blow. And just say, yeah, this wasn't really airworthy. Yeah. You know, and then I get a parachute. I could do whatever I want. Yeah. Well, the problem is they're going to make us keep flying in them. Yeah. They're going to put in another software fix. Uh, hopefully it's better than the one they've got. They're going to do more training on the pilots, but you've still got the plane. Yeah. It's the same plane. You've still got the same underlying structural problem that is what mandated the need for the software fix in the first place. That's still there. Those planes, it, the problem is it's, it doesn't just cost the company. Like, we can't afford to lose Boeing. It's one of those too big to fail companies. Yeah. 
it, it's integral to our economy. You know, Boeing, it's like it's like something like half the Dow or something. If Boeing goes down, the Dow goes down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's too big to fail. And because it's too big to fail, right? Yeah. They're going to make this work. They're going to force <laughs> these planes on us, okay? We're going to be forced to fly in these planes, you guys. You're going to go to the airport just like – by the way, can I just tell you? I went to the airport this one time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, got pulled aside for a uh, a pat down random right? pat down a random pat down um this guy slapped the hell out of my my nutsack dude like it <laughs> hurt for half the plane plane and there's literally that's the world that we live in right now yeah i have to take that you know what i mean was he like boxing yeah apparently dude he came up and just bam you know what i mean like slapped me right in the nuts you know what i mean and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You what know part mean? of the test is that? But I want to get through security. I got to get home to see my family. Like, am I gonna? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Yeah. I can raise a stink about it, and then I can sit in a back room and get you know cavity searched or yeah. whatever, or I can get on the fucking plane and put and put, put some ice on my nuts, right? Like that's the world we live in, and I'm forced to adhere to that. But we need some sort of a thing where we go and we can we can basically get rid of the TSA. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they've got to go. Well, that's the thing. After all the terrorist attacks and everything, they're like, it's not real security. It's all for show. It's just for show. Yeah, it's not really. You but I mean? it's there as theater. You know, it's like, oh, look how secure we are. We have all these, um, you know, ins and out, these all security checks, but right. they're not there to protect you. They're just yeah. there to show that they are trying to do their job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's ridiculous, dude. It's, it's, it's all theater. It's all for show. It doesn't make us any more secure. Yeah. I would rather have to tackle the guy with the box cutters on the plane. You yeah. Know what I mean? you, like, like we be our own security force yeah. on the plane. Yeah. Just train us, get us to go freaking, <laughs> I don't know. Is that Put the answer? Security, how much does it cost to, to staff the TSA and to have the lines? Oh. Just put a freaking security agent on every plane. They do, actually. They have those then, uh, air marshals that fly. Yeah, then just put. make sure there's an air marshal on every single plane from now on. It's probably going to be cheaper, right, than what than, than the, the circus we're doing in the TSA right now. It might be a little bit cheaper, but then what if we go through the whole thing where it's like, oh, the TSA isn't doing their job anymore, so we have we have to train you before you get on your flight. You know, we're going to start arming you to go on your flight. Yeah. You know, that's like the, like, again, Texas version. Yeah, that's the Texas version. It's (laughs) like, here's your 45. Yep. This is how you shoot it. Now, here's your clip. Here's your spare ammo. Here's your 45 pound pack, you know, (laughs) military ration. Yeah. The problem with the Texas version on the airplane, right, is it's like, it's like, if anybody shoots a window... We're, they're all screwed. Everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and the, well, here's the problem, too, with that, is that um, a lot of times these people who are attacking the planes, mm-hmm. they're attacking them suicidally, right? Yes. Like So, normally, the, the Texas rule works in the same world. So, so the idea that you give everybody a handgun, yeah. that works as long as everyone cares about their life. Yeah, as long as everyone is sane enough to be on that plane and be trained beforehand, but that's why they would use the training mm-hmm. beforehand on the ground. But as soon as as soon as you have someone who doesn't actually value their life, they yeah. want to hurt people regardless of whether it gets them hurt, the Texas rule no longer applies. Oh, no, no. I mean, that, it no longer fixes anything. It's just like saying, let's give everyone... There was, a, there was an idea of like saying, let's give every... Uh, female and every woman a handgun so that way they everyone knows that they're armed right they can do whatever they want with a handgun they could sell it they can get rid of it keep it whatever yeah. 
but everyone knows that they're armed. Yeah. Or supposedly armed. Right. So that would stop a lot of the attacks. That's the Texas rule, right? Yeah. So give everyone that, right? Well, the thing is, I like that. I like that idea. You like the idea, but it doesn't really play out in... It doesn't work on a plane. It doesn't work in a compressed cylinder <laughs> at 200,000 feet above the ear. Yeah. That's where it breaks down. And so that's the problem, right, that we have to deal with. But it's not right. Like, I was... You know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't have to be putting up with this stuff. And we're going to be made to fly in these planes. You're not going to have a choice. Yeah. So the plane can either crash by the company itself or by the passengers or pilot error. It could do anything. Well, how do we how do we get out of this, man? Teleportation. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Boring, <laughs> I'm hoping the boring company will save us. You know, talking about like I want to ride in a compressed vacuum tube under Vegas. Under, under Vegas. <laughs> here's the thing, dude. Is uh, I'm hoping that that the problem is that's like what 20 years from the future. By the time you can actually hop in a 700 mile an hour tube to Vegas, you yeah. Know what I mean? but that's what I'm hoping for. We can freaking then then the airline industry can just collapse. So you want like a bunch of those tubes that you see at the bank where you put your deposit in and shoot it back up over to the teller? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I want to be in one of those. You go to China and you come yeah, back. Yeah. You're like, it's I like- went to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. That's the thing. It's literally. So it's what I think, I think it's like 700 miles an hour or something like that. So like planes, most commercial flights, I think are like 500. I don't know about uh, international. They might be faster. Um, but uh, my, anyway, 700 miles an hour. But the thing is, there's like, it's like, I think you can get more direct routes and um, it's, you know, it's vacuums sealed. Um, anyway, if you had like a trans-Pacific trans or trans-Atlantic uh, tube, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which we do. We already have these for like, uh, for cables, right? We do have for cables and uh, underwater, you know, we'll telecommunication, but... If we had just underneath the earth, a bunch of habit trails, like hamster habit trails. Yeah. And it's like those gl- American gladiator balls. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to go to Japan and then you got the da 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 Well, and the thing is, like, it drops. Like, so you, 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 they put you really high up and they put you in one of those balls. Yeah. You know? And then just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> just roll to Japan. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the future. Yeah. We're all going to go into gl- American gladiator balls and we'll see the world <laughs> but then the air you know the air would be like completely clear we'd have drones that's what would be flying beep, 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 beep. yeah drones yeah. would be delivering and just dropping packages yep. but terrorists wouldn't blow them up they would go in the tubes now you know yeah. but you got well i think the, the reason why because here's the thing is they don't do the same security show on buses they don't do it on trains no trains buses right and there's just as many people on trains and buses. The reason they do it on planes is because planes can be turned into a missile. Yes. They can convert them into weapons and take out as many as they can, right? right? That is their plan. It suddenly it suddenly goes up from, you know, 100 people, 200 people to 3,000 people, right? I mean, that's the 9-11 thing, right? Yeah. Is, so that's, that's ultimately why planes, I think... Um, Got the most security right yeah. now. And there's and there's very there's no way like like with a train, there's a lot of stuff that you can do potentially, you know, to the tra- I mean, it's on the tracks, right? There's only so many you know, so there's stuff that you can do to possibly stop or disable the train mm-hmm. uh without necessarily derailing it, I think. Anyway, but at the very least, um yeah, but what, like with a plane, if you disable the plane everybody dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like if there's a terrorist on a plane there is nothing you can do. 
You know what I mean? Like you have no. to, the plane has to be actively managed to land safely. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, with a vacuum tube, right? With yeah. the vacuum tube, you can just shut off power and well, it'll coast to a stop. That's the thing I was going to say. If you're dropping more than one, pa- or like you're sending more than one passenger, you know, like on those water slides, they have the one guy really high up and he's waiting for the signal to send the next couple people down. So you're only sending like one person at a time. Right. So, and if that one person was a terrorist and he blows himself up down there, he's go, okay, we're going to have to stop this one, this one and open up the next one yeah, over yeah, yeah. and then open they go to tube C, <laughs> tube C next. So they got two teenagers, one in China. One in yeah, 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 exactly. Like high school kids. Is, Is it, it clear? Playing t- he's like playing Tetris. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Uh, okay. Open up tube C. Uh, Two B is closed down. We had another uh, explosion. Yeah. And then he goes back to Tetris. Yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> Wait, how high are you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Are you twelve? Okay, you okay, go next. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. Is that the, so? With a, you know, if you have a terrorist takes possession of a tube, you just shut off the power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Go. Okay. Enjoy your stay, sir. Yeah. You know. But with um, with a plane. Um, you got passengers. Well, you got everyone on it. You don't have any way to immobilize or, or, or de-escalate the situation, no. right? Because the plane has to be actively landed. Someone has to actively land it to get it down safely, mm-hmm. which means that not only... So you have to have somebody in control of the plane. And if you lose control of the plane, you are completely out of control. You are at the mercy of the terrorist, right? Okay. 100%. Whereas, you know, a bus, a train... You know, a vacuum tube. You, the terrorist has very little control over the situation. So that's the delta. That's why the planes need the enhanced security of some sort. But what we've got now is not working. Here's the problem with it. Again, it comes down to the fact that we are at the mercy. We, we, we are in, the, in this society. We cannot live without planes. True. We can't live without them. And you are at the mercy of whatever company you choose to fly with. If they're gonna, and I guess that is one area where you have some choice. I will. By the way. Uh, JetBlue, I love JetBlue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have any 737 Maxes. They probably do. They're a small regional. Maybe they don't. I hope they don't. Um, but I'm just letting you guys know. Anybody, mm-hmm. right? Any 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 plane plane companies out there? If if you are willing to exclude the 737 Max from your fleet, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have your business? Yeah, you have. That's my. That's that's where I'm going to put my money, and I will pay a premium for that ticket. You know what I mean? If I don't have to worry about getting a, a 737, you yeah. know what I mean? Max. Uh, because I don't trust a plane that was so unairworthy that you had to put in a software hack yeah. uh, to to avoid stalls as part of normal operation. You know what I mean? Um, I remember the U.S. Navy had a helicopter they totally stopped production on, and it had twin counter-rotating blades. Okay. I can't remember what they called it, but it was yeah. it looked like the most unsafe thing ever. And I think they only made like a 40 of them, but they never made any more after that. Yeah, yeah. The thing was like bouncing before it took off. That's good. It's yeah. good for you. <laughs> That's what you want from it's, your airplane. It's, it's rhythmic. Okay. So anyway, the deep state in the United States. You When you think government and you're like, okay, they're, they're taking away our rights or doing this or doing that. But then you go into the extreme where it's like you start coming up with like little stories for them you know like the illuminati or they meet in this secret underground base in nevada somewhere and they plot out the history of the world for the next hundred years what do you know about do you know anything about the fifth column no you were saying about the fifth column you were reading it do you know anything about new world order just that the new world order wants control 
that it would be the one currency. Uh, everyone would be under one currency, one, you know, control capital. Not really capitalism, but just like if you speak your mind, if you act up or if you say anything that they don't like, they'll come and get you, take you away at night, you know. Like they said, George Bush or yeah, George Bush was the new world order. Nixon was supposedly part of it. So I'm looking at this uh, bird's eye view of society, the smoking room at the club. Oh, (laughs) and it says, notice the three gentlemen in the lower right. I need to say a couple of things to you. (laughs) Like, hey, the rabbit has turned brown (laughs) and shed all of its dandruff three pence the rhyme and the pencil drops west you're a fine candidate what do you think about the government do you trust our government you can i think the government that we have now parts of it are wanting to do the right thing but then you have the parties that like you said before they're just broken up too far apart to where they don't even want to listen to each other. I think that's the biggest issue right now, man. Yeah. Um, okay. So. <laughs> okay. Stay. Stay, boy. It's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So, it's interesting, man. Uh, it's. Um, I'm, I am concerned about the state of our government right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do feel like people... Do you trust a politician... That says, trust me. No. No. <laughs> yes. Maybe it depends. <laughs> how does he say it? How does he say it? Yeah, how does he say, trust me? He's like, well, hey there, Rusty. You know you can trust me. Why is he Texan? I don't know, but he is. <laughs> I'm you from, can trust a Texan. I'm from, Tell I may you talk what. like a Texan, but I'm from Tell you what, boy. Uh, Wyoming. <laughs> You can trust a Wyoming man. <laughs> I, I don't know what a Wyoming accent is, but it's probably some variant of Texan. Texan. Because that's how they are in Wyoming as well. Uh, Wyoming's super conservative, dude. Or you, he's from, like, New York. <laughs> I want a plot of land. You want to just... Dude, I was watching things about people who explore. Like, okay. Sc- uh, well, there's... Scuba divers? Yeah, scuba, scuba divers and screwdrivers. And screwdrivers. Well, they go to, like, abandoned areas, right? Yeah. And these people who buy land out there, and they just show up, like, a little tiny shed, okay. and they live out there. So they have, like, a single wow. well for water. Yeah. And they have, like, a bunch of car batteries. Okay. For power. And uh, there was a case of one guy who was... Um, no, he wasn't. He wasn't mentally stable, but he had been going out there and taking their stuff. Okay. And they're like, "What happened to him? He went missing, you know." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, it's kind of the wild west out there because they're like, this is my land. You've been taking my stuff, dude. It's crazy out there. Yeah. People like there's so there's areas out there. You get out there far enough where the police are an hour away, two hours away yeah. from anybody. You got you know a sta- you got a sheriff's office, maybe three or four. You know, I don't know sheriffs or whatever for the whole county. Are they? And and uh, you live out there. Um, something happens on your property. They ain't coming, but nobody's nobody's coming. Nobody knows. Even yeah, then, it's kind of scary. I, see, I I don't want to live in a, like a by myself in a plot of land. You right. know, nothing for miles. Right. I I don't like that. On the other hand, on the other, hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have a couple of acres, man. A cabin. If you, you know? had a cabin and you're 
if you had neighbors. If you had. Or droids. Or droids. <laughs> droid decas. Yeah. You just have a bunch of droids wander in circles. Yeah. I've thought about that. I want some droids. I want me I want me a good droid. You want to go to Tatooine then. That's where I want to be. You want to be Uncle Owen? I want to be Uncle Owen. <laughs> but they get Uncle shot Owen. by the Empire? I don't want to be Uncle Owen. <laughs> I do, I, but I do want some of that good milk. The blue milk? The blue milk. I watched a thing about how to make some from... Milk and uh, food coloring? It's milk, food coloring, but then he added like um, a Snapple or something? Pesto. Yeah. A little bit of leaves. <laughs> Long <laughs> yeah. clippings. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All your protein and none of the- <laughs> There's no protein. A couple of toxins. Uh, no, a cabin, man. Yeah. But so I yeah, I get it. I get why people go to Wyoming. It'd be awesome, you know, out there. I get why people go to Wyoming. I don't know if I would go to Texas. It'd be hot. Yeah, Texas, close to the, down there, the equator. But down in Texas. So, um. Barbecue. Barbecue's good. Okay, the food's good. Yeah, all the barbecue you can eat. And guns. I mean, you got lots of guns. <laughs> you got all the barbecue and guns you can eat. Yeah, you can, you can eat all <laughs> them guns. Trucks. Yeah, trucks, guns, and barbecue. So, there is some good things in Texas. Um. And they're all you can eat for all three. Yeah, and, and boatloads of oil. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You ever want oil? You go to Texas. Is that true anymore? Yeah. They still have oil? Yeah. I thought it was like more Saudi Arabia now. That Saudi Arabia is like more higher producing. You can't say Saudi Arabia on the show because they will hack your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Texas has oil. Yeah, Texas has oil. Um, yeah. Um, where else do you go? So you getting away from trusting your government. Do you? Yeah, I don't. So here's the thing is I don't trust the government. I used to trust that. Here's the problem. You can't trust the government in terms of you can't trust them to be honest with you because they're, they're going to tell you what they they're going to assume you're dumb, which is probably the right assumption for for most people. For most politicians. For most politicians. Well, the thing is, you got to assume that a large, not necessarily dumb, but you have to assume that the majority of the population is underinformed. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Overworked. Yes. And unable to make the best decision. And so, um, you, you kind of have to assume that. So, you can't trust the government, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I used to trust that they at least had our best interest at heart. They not were, even that now. That they were us, you know. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the government was of the people. That they were for the people. Yeah. And so I'm not sure that I entirely trust the government. The government is of the people for the people anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump's hardly of the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, okay. That look at his whole thing. You know, he was born into money. Yeah. And then had a ton of failed businesses, but told. They were all successes because he got a good tax write-off because he had to write them off somehow, right? Yeah. It made no sense. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> he, he doesn't pay taxes, which he says makes him smart. But while that argument could be made, I think you could also make a very reasonable argument there that if you're not paying your taxes, you're not of the people. Yeah, you're, if you're not, not contributing to the government. If you're not contributing... Let me say this. If you're not contributing to the uh, infrastructure... Mm-hmm. You don't have to contribute to the government, but let's face it, right? The government's the ones building the infrastructure. If you, we need roads, mm-hmm. 
We need teachers, schools, we teachers, need schools. We need healthcare systems, mm-hmm. right? We need uh, military, right? We need all of these things, and uh, they cost money. Mm-hmm. So if you're not contributing to that, then you're. But you're saying that you are of the people. Then you're. You're just lying to the people. Oh, and by the way, he's a draft dodger. That too. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of ways in which you could say that Trump is not of the people, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, is he? You know, does he really have our best interests at heart? I don't believe no. so. So you can never really trust that a politician is going to be honest with you, and and that's sort of maybe a good thing. But again, I used to be able to trust that. They at least were were trying to do what's best for the country. Yeah, it may not be the way that I would want them to do it, but, but I, you know, with like, so let's take Bush. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. As much as you might believe that there was corruption, there was oil involved, there was all these other things, you know, involved in his candidacy, I would still believe that Bush would have the interest of the American people at heart. That he was trying to do something. Yeah. That was more beneficial for everyone. And so, not not just for one party, right? And so Bush, like him or hate him, disagree with him or not, like elite, he was us. He was one of us. Mm-hmm. So it's like if he fails, he fails as one of us. Or he seemed like he was one of us, or said right. he was. Right. That that's the thing. There is no law saying that they have they cannot lie to us. Right. Right. There is no law that says that they well, have to be a hundred percent honest all the they time. Have, they're they're going to lie. Yeah. Trump lies about everything. Though. Oh yeah. Like shoelaces. stupid stuff. Exactly. My, my shoelaces are blue. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're white. No, they're blue. Look how blue they are. Yeah. They're black. Wait, they changed color. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, no, they're, that's, that's not black. Yeah. That, that, that's uh, off color gray. Yeah. It's gray. You're like, no, no, I'm sorry, but you're, you're a fool. Yeah. These are gray shoelaces. He is an egomaniac for himself because he'd rather be right on everything or say, have people say he's right. Well, he understands things. He's, he may be a lot of things. He may be an idiot, but he's not an idiot. You know what I'm talking about? What I mean kind by that is uh, he may not be book smart, but he's people smart, right? And he, so people smart means he knows that if you say something with conviction mm-hmm. uh, and you repeat it over and, and you over. repeat it over and over and over again, uh, people will start to believe you mm-hmm. whether they want to or not. You know what I mean? Whether, whether it makes sense or not. You know <laughs> and I mean? it really doesn't make sense. So... Um, that's a power that he has. Not uh, a good power. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you wouldn't really want to be around me if I kept telling you over and over again a, a fact that you knew was wrong, right? I kept telling you that computers are actually filled with dragon magic. And every time are I they? saw you, no, they're not. <laughs> Are you trying to secretly tell me something? <laughs> See, now, now you're getting to that whole conspiracy theory. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, maybe wait, he's wait, right. <laughs> wait a minute. My friend's obsessed with uh, cheat codes. Oh, like, cheating. like, Because, like, like, what if we're in a video game? Oh. And, and if we're in a video game, are there cheat codes? Yeah, where's the extra lives, you know? Right. So what I was thinking is, like, maybe if you flip the light switch three or four times <laughs> before you go to bed, that would wake be up. interesting. It's like you have to press this spot in the wall a certain amount of times. Right. And then you go to the other side and you turn your light switch on 14 different times. Yep. But then you go make an espresso just the right amount, you know? Right. And, and then, then suddenly throw- a door opens up, you know, like yeah. a portal. Yeah. And you're like, oh, look, I found the secret um, 
Bernie extra Mac. life room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was oh. like a giant plus one floating in the air. <laughs> oh my God, it's real. So if you do die, you just come right back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. And we're living in. But you only get one. Yeah, only one. You only one. <laughs> Don't waste it. You're like, I, I can go skiing now. Yeah, I can go skiing. Yeah. <laughs> be a shame. Like, I'm going to you know, go like fly on a forest. Choke on a sandwich or something. You know, and that's I'm going to get you... on that airplane. Yeah. The Boeing Max. Um,. Yeah, man. It, I don't know. I don't think we're in a video game. I don't think we're in a simulation. But you're showing there's a cheat code? No, there's no cheat code. I mean, the cheat code is to become a politician. That's the real life cheat code. And you start just telling people, I'm going to do really great. I want to be the number one. To be a politician, you have to be in sales. I'm, I'm not I'm not a good sales guy. Well, I'm not a salesperson here. I, I, I care too much about the person on the other end of the deal. And okay. that's the problem. And that's kind of the, that's maybe the issue with our system is that to run the country, you have to be a politician. Mm-hmm. To be a politician, you have to be good at sales. So yeah. To be good at sales, you kind of have to not care about the person on the other end of the deal. Yeah. So you have to be a little bit of a um, sociopath to be a politician and you have to be a politician to be president. Yeah. So we've sort of created a system where our president almost has to be a sociopath. Yeah. I mean, that is the perfect explanation where it's like, I don't care about you. You know, I'm going to do anything. I'm going to say anything and do anything to get what I need. Yep. Screw everyone else. Yep. Once it's done, it's done. Yep. So the next, you, you think just got to hope that his needs align with yours or he's not too crazy. Or he's not too crazy. So you want, you want a president that's just the right level of sociopath. <laughs> just, just, just mild enough. Or no, actually, no, he needs to be full on sociopath. What you want is a president who only cares about himself, mm-hmm. but the stuff that he wants is good for him and just him. Everyone. Well, no, you're hoping. Oh, that you're hoping. You're right. hoping that whatever he wants is, is okay. also good for you if he gets it. You're well, if you about? share the same viewpoint, he'll yeah. take you along with him. Yeah. So you join that party, you know? Right. And you're like, this is great. I don't care what everyone else is saying. We're going for it, you know? Yep. But what if we had a, a sociopath person who's also a serial killer? <laughs> and yeah. he's like, I didn't just murder that man. Yeah. Yeah. I, just- I didn't kill these 14 reporters. I didn't open a bomb at sea. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that. Well, that's a real thing. There's presidents that do that all the time. No, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Crap. (laughs) What you just described is reality in probably 70% of the world, you know? like Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what happened to these reporters. Yeah. I don't know what happened. They were here? I don't know what happened. (laughs) Now Um, they're gone. Yeah, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. Well, those are like the... yeah. Are you excited for the new Doom Eternal? I'm fucking pumped for Doom Eternal. It'd be I, when I get around to it. Is it out yet? No. It's not out yet. March, right? I've been playing mm-hmm. phone playing? games. Was it? <laughs> Pop it. Pop it. <laughs> I don't play phone games. It's too addictive. It's crime sync. Yeah, all those ads and microtransactions. Yeah, they're just they're they're designed literally that they're so we talked about addiction a little bit mm-hmm. in the last episode. Um those phones, man, those phone games, those mobile games, man, they're that's that they're designed to serve uh, as addiction and nothing else. They offer you nothing. Yeah, they don't... Nothing. There's no story. There's no plot. There's no social engagement that you have in games that I would say are 
healthier, right? There's an, ex- there's an experience, there's a story being told, there's a lesson being learned, there's mm-hmm. something you can derive from it because there's a human aspect to it. Those games, I think, are fine. They're healthy. You know, people talk about violent video games. Violent video games aren't, a, aren't an issue. Life is violent. They're just, a ref- you know, art, they're just art. You yeah. know, art is a reflection <laughs> of reality. Um, so sh- knock it off with that, by the way. Jesus. Um, but the, uh, the thing that... Uh, you have to worry about is the addictive compulsive games. Yeah. Those gambling. are the ones, the gambling, uh, the games that, um, that constantly want you in there for that next, that next win. You know what I mean? Um, those are the games that you have to be concerned with. Yeah. Consume you. Um, microtransaction. Well, I mean, even AAA too. games are getting microtransactions, you know, your call of duty, your, um, I don't necessarily feel that microtransactions are bad, but they're obviously there's a bad way to do it. Yeah. Uh, oh, those NBA the loot games. boxes. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna be honest. As a fan of of uh, many companies that have loot boxes or something equivalent, right? Mm-hmm. I am a fan of many of those games. They're good games, but that is a that is a harmful uh, feature in a game. That's a harmful way to make money. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. I think you've gone too far. It is. I. I it is gambling. You're spending money. Right for a chance, a chance to get something that you want. Right now, um, some would argue that if you can acquire the loot boxes through normal gameplay, uh, yeah. But if they if they make it so artificially, you know, rare, right, for you to get them, yeah. that you realistically have to pay money to get them in a reasonable time frame. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, yeah, you know, or you pay to speed up the process. That's yeah. the thing, you know. Yep. Um. Yeah, games internal. The, yeah. Is it like the government? Do they get their hands in it? In what? In games? Yeah, like you know the. Oh, they are. Well, here's the thing: is is there's the uh, there's the anti, so there's the anti gun movement, which I which I don't I don't agree with. By the way, I do think that we should be able to have firearms. I do I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. But there's an anti gun movement, and um, so first of all, let me let me clarify that right. Like I I'm pro gun. I'm pro right. I'm pro like barrier arms. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm not against that. Right. But I'm also smart enough to know that. Don't blame violent video games either. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, well, it has nothing to do with it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, don't blame something that isn't a direct cause because there's no right. connection between Blame the two. abuse, okay? Blame <laughs> neglect, right? <laughs> blame religious training. Right. Blame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Blame religious extremism. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to quickly say that applies to any religion, mm-hmm. right? Uh, blame extremism in any form. You yeah. Know I mean? Any sort of isolation of uh, of thought, right? Blame that, yes. right? Um, don't blame art. You know, art is just well, a reflection. Well, even of what art we are. can be used against to, you know, do the whole brainwashing thing. You ever heard of um, James, or I think it's like James T. Kirk? The he captain, did. Captain James T. Kirk. Oh no, that, that's Star Trek. <laughs> yes, it? good old James. Yes, I've heard of James T. Kirk. <laughs> he was a religious fanatic. <laughs> he, he was a, yeah. Um, no, there was this uh, cartoonist who was doing like uh, Christian value comics. Okay. And he took on Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. And he's like, burn all your Dungeons and Dragons manuals and your J.R.R. Tolkien books because they're all of a cult, you know, following. Yeah, and he wrote a little comic strip about <sighs> how a girl hung herself because she played D and D. Makes yeah, I mean, well, and that, I mean, that's what televangelists are. You yeah, know, you could ar- argue that spoken word is an art form. We we participate in it. Yeah, it can be used for influence, for good or for bad. But we're and, not um, telling you to go do this. You know, well, we're, yeah, that's but, subscribe. What, that's the point, though. <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is art. Yes, art can be abused that way. 
but so can everything else. You know, so can religion, so can everything else. So don't, sure. don't, don't ban art. Um, ban abusers of art. Right? Yeah. Don't ban guns, ban abusers of guns. Don't ban, you know, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> yes, uh, gun evangelists, I agree with you. We need guns, sure. <laughs> but um, but st- shut up already about the violent video games. It has nothing to do with it. You know yeah. what I mean? There's no correlation. Stop fucking saying that. Uh, anyway, that's it. They'll keep banging that drum. Anyway. Yeah, they will. They don't have to deal with it forever. Uh, the vi- the addictive video games, though, uh, those are an issue. They concern me. Yeah. Well, the, the, the whole thing about where we're just going to make stuff for one market, but yeah. exclude the other... And then just have like microtransaction the crap out of it. Yeah. So you're just putting money into nothing and getting nothing out of it. Yep. That's that's part of the problem, you know. Is there's not there's no ultimately with some of these games, you know. Yeah. On the one hand, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why I think games are healthy. They're good. Mm-hmm. That you need the ability to step away from time. Sometimes, if you've got a hefty work schedule, you're you're thoroughly saturated. Your body, your mind. Sometimes you need to be able to step away and relax. And games can help pull you out of that. True. So they can give. They can be in the right in, in balance. They can be done in a way where it's it's a positive thing. It allows you to sort of reset, refresh, and then dive back into work. But um. There is obviously a point at which they uh, become a compulsory thing, mm-hmm. and that's where it becomes dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, there are those cases and stuff like that. But yeah, we're not going to preach to you about burning books or anything like that, <laughs> unless you want to burn. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah, I mean, if you want to burn a book, I mean, buy it, set it on fire. Yeah. You bought that book. It's your right. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you. I don't know what you... If what, you would like to burn a book, then do so. <laughs> what book would they want to burn, though? You can buy it. You could get a match. <laughs> do it safely, though. Like, don't start a forest fire or something. Take the book. Yeah. Put it in the fireplace. And then burn it. And then burn it. Maybe not. Maybe... Can you not... Maybe... Because they have, like, glue and stuff. Is it bad? I don't know. Maybe maybe don't well, burn your book. <laughs> just don't burn any books. Just don't burn... Uh, burn firewood. Yeah, you can burn firewood. You can burn firewood. You can light fireworks. Mm-hmm. And designated areas right <laughs> we're giving safety tips <laughs> remember kids um <sighs> yeah we were so we talked about what else is going on man not much I mean it's just kind of a weird time so we don't trust the government we don't know if there's a big shadow government out there <sighs> Probably, yeah. I don't. I don't know that it's as involved as people say it is. So I, here's the things. I think there is a shadow government, or I, well, multiple, frankly. Okay, yeah, I have. I, but 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 what I'm saying is, I don't think it's as well choreographed as people give it credit for. Yeah. What if the shadow government's like really inept, right? Yeah. And they're just stupid, but yeah. they're they're just stupid enough to where we don't notice them. So it's just like they they try to do things, but they don't do it very well. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah we're going to uh, change most of the Fed and charge them to give us money. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And then nothing happened, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. I, I, I would agree. I, so so my thought, yeah, I agree. That's it, probably how it is, frankly. They're just stupid. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's stupid, but but the point is that it's, I don't think it's um as, again, so I, the, sure. Yeah. If it, for, <laughs> look, look at me, like if I was running the government. Mm-hmm. If I was president, 
I would be consulting my most trusted confidence confidants, right? Yeah, generals and, and generals, and uh, you know, key key economic players. And I'm doing it for the good of the country. But we are in shadow, right? In secret, discussing, <laughs> right? Yeah, what we want for the future of the nation, for the and as one of the biggest nations or the biggest nation in the world, arguably, maybe China's bigger technically, but as one of the biggest nations of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we're not only plotting a, a course for the country, but frankly, for the world, right? And so, if if we're doing that, if I'm if I'm advising with my trusted confidants mm-hmm. in secret, then we are sort of shadowy government, right? This is not happening in open debate in Congress. We're making True. decisions that will affect the future of the world, and we're doing it secretly because we have to, to stay alive. And what's important is all the people that I'm conversing with, they have also had conversations with their close friends about what they think the fate of the world should be. Yeah. Right? And these are all you know, people who, who are uh, well acquainted with the risks and, and, and the state of our current economy and global affairs. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they are well poised and positioned and placed and educated, uh, and prepped to make these type of decisions and to have these type of discussions and they're having them and they're having them in their houses and they're having them, at, you know, in these, uh, secluded areas. And, uh, but I don't. So in a way, these are all little mini shadow governing bodies, right? It is true, and but that, I don't. Yeah, yeah. In that logic, though, it's like all the world leaders get together for the G seven, right? But when they're not done with you know the public talks, they go out in behind and they're doing their own little shadow talking. Yeah, but it would be no different. Like if if me and you, like, so it's like if I if I got elected to govern, I was in some sort of highly influential position. Yeah. And me and you, you know, we had dinner one night, and you mentioned something to me. You know, it concerns me that you know healthcare, the health, the current state of the healthcare system concerns me or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, are we scheming in secret about, you know, the future of the government? In a sense, yes. Like we're having a secret closed door discussion about the future of the government, uh, which is probably going to influence how I act in the government, right? Mm-hmm. And I may call up some of my friends in Congress and say, hey, what can we do to get the Republicans on board? And we're going to have, you know, or whatever, what can we do to get the Democrats on board? Whatever the case may be. Yeah. We're going to have, you know, a, a discussion amongst our party to see, you know, where you to go with how them. we can get more people on board and is it a secret uh secretive discussion yeah it is, is. It shadowy kind of well but, but it's between people right and they're, they're just like oh we're just talking right yeah. but i think what qualify things as secretive and dark and everything right. is like if i slid <clears throat> uh, a briefcase or something full of money to you right and i said hey i want to uh, go drill in the rocky mountains because right. I heard there's a lot of oil there, right, on public land. And you're and you're like, oh, look at this. Uh, where'd this briefcase of money come from? You know. So that's that's interesting. That's so. What's the difference between this? So, to me, shadow governments. Yeah, I think they exist. They're they're probably like dozens of them, right? Like mm-hmm. just any any group of friends who who knows somebody who has power. That's a little mini shadow government, right? The frozen yogurt stand yes. people. Yeah, exactly. They, you gotta watch for them. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But there's another aspect of it is when it, I think it becomes shadow government as we know it when it, when it starts touching on corruption. Yeah. Okay. When you get into more of the corrupting type, yeah, like you're going to do favors for me. Right. Because I either paid you or I have information. The, right. So. Or blackmail. Yeah. The, you know, information, money, or right. what would be a third one? 
Uh, you just like me? I just, yeah, whatever. Friendship. We're, yeah, family, like, tight. We're just really close. We grew up. I'll do something for you just out of loyalty, right? Yeah. So if, let's say you become president, and I'm like, hey, I don't really don't like um, the sandwich shop. You know, right. I want you to outlaw all these sandwich shops. Yeah, this street is now going to be a residential, you yeah. know what I mean? Or whatever, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't like the where I live. Give me a bigger yeah. house. Yep. You know, just give me things. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay. I I, I, I need this business across the street to fail. Yeah. So my business gets better. Yeah. Yeah. So I need you to uh, put in a roundabout over here. You know, yeah. you know whatever. You know, Start construction, much. but never have an end. Right. 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 Like exactly. I-15. Exactly. That's yeah. what they do with I-15. Dude, that's crazy <laughs> to think about. I wonder how much that happens. You know, like seriously, like, cause it could just, it could just be that simple. Like, yeah. I want you to start a construction project here. And then I need this to get prolonged. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just keep For delaying. two or three years, this company will go out. You know what I mean? And then finish. You I'm pretty I mean? sure that happens all the time. Yeah. Like they, they don't, you're not tracing back money or information. You're just doing favors. Yeah. Now favors that, that goes back to like the gangsters, you know? Yeah. And it's like, how do they get, um, uh, the one gangster from the 1980s? Not sure. I can't remember his name, but they, there they, was probably more than one. Yeah. They busted him on like, taxes or something yeah like and, something small like something random yeah yeah and then they got all the rest by uh just saying you you uh give up your fellow compatriots right. and then right you get a lesser sentence you get a lesser sentence but it makes even the government plays favorites because they put people in witness protection give us the information and you won't go to jail well it's not just witness, witness protection is protection from other people not in jail right well, from every, I mean, let's say the gangster, right? Right. And they're like, oh, you need to go in the witness protection. So we're going to dress you up like Bigfoot and throw you in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, yeah, They'll yeah, never yeah, find yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so if you meet Bigfoot and he goes, hey, well, I'm walking here. Yeah, I'm you walking. Know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Big front, Bigfoot's from New York. Yeah. New York. He was a small oh, gangster. He's a small gangster. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, dude. That's That makes sense to me. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes lots of sense. I'm finding lots of sense in that. Yes. <laughs> so um, sensible. Yeah, so that's interesting, dude. That's interesting with... Uh, with so yeah, so shadow governments, man, I, I think they, they do exist and they come and go. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're a dime a dozen, you know, and somebody new, somebody, whenever someone comes into power, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get... Here's the thing. Once you get into federal government... In a large country like the United States, yes, or you get a B, you get a B, you get your first B, okay, your big B. You know what that is? Business billion. Oh, billion. Okay. Once you're in the billion dollar club, mm-hmm. right? If you're one of those two key things, right? Then you got most of the majority of the power. Then you have power. You have accomplished. You at that point, you are operating on a world scale with your power. Once you're in the billion dollar range. That's what's interesting, man. Like as a billionaire, if you want to continue to make more money, at that point you start have to uh, you start having to manipulate geopolitical events in order to stay at that income level. True, right? yeah. And so, uh, and may, it, that may be subtle, in just in terms of like you maybe have a you know a, a whole set of a, a lobbyists under your under your payroll, right? Judges, cops, whatever, and whatever. Well, lobbyists are, are legal, but. Yeah, maybe judges, cops, some of the more <laughs> shady side of things. The point is, though, is that you have people on your payroll that are designed, sometimes openly, and lobbying is open, right? Yeah. Like, you could have a lobbyists, paid lobbyists on your payroll, and that's and they could be in different countries mm-hmm. for different reasons. Uh, I think in many cases, that's legal. 
You know what I mean? I mean, it and is so. Yeah, it is legal to say I am a billionaire. I have these interests. Right. So I would like these people to go talk to the politicians mm-hmm. and keep their ear, keep pressing on these issues, right? And they do. And they do. Make sure they that make sure that we pay for dinner, right? Yeah. Make sure that we pay for whatever, right? We're not necessarily giving them money, but we have to have a conversation with you. We're going to go to a really nice place to have the conversation and we're going to pay for it, right? I mean, look what <laughs> Trump has been doing. He's been like, stay at my hotels, you know, right. do this. So anyway, I think that's legal. You know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. the thing, right? So, but... Once you, I mean, that's even in the $100 million range, you probably start dabbling in that. You know <laughs> I mean? But once you get to the billion dollar range, you're doing that and probably more. Yeah. And any of those billion dollar players that have friends or family that have, that talk to them about politics, mm-hmm. that is a governing body. That is a small, uh, what is, what is the word I'm looking for? Sort of an independent, right? Like mm-hmm. a, like, um, sleeper cell type of a thing, right? <laughs> a sleeper, yeah. Yeah. For it's like corporations, in, yeah. yeah. It's like an independent, uh, you know, shadowy governing body. Again, the biggest issue is as soon as you run into, that's fine. Those exist all the time. They're not going to go away. Mm-hmm. It becomes an issue when that governing body um, gets starts having very corrupt ties. Yeah, when they start I mean? doing things that are a little bit less than legal and they're like, I do this for you, you do that for me, the quid pro quo. Right. Even, even it can be legal, you know, again. Yeah. But yeah, it could be quote unquote legal, but not moral, not in the best interest of the country, but in the best interest of, you know, key parties. Exactly. And that probably happens in, I would imagine, more political relationships than not. You know what I mean? Is that people are helping friends because people realistically in this country, we talk about putting country above everything, Everything. but that's not really what our core values really are. You look at what, you know, Fast and Furious and a lot of these franchises that are famous, right? Family. And and, and it's about family first. Yeah. Family and close friends first. But what defines family, right? Right. Blood relatives. Yeah. And things I can't disagree with that either. I don't know that that's wrong. <laughs> but but that is definitely the, uh, an entry that's, that is a, a vector a, for corruption, you know? It can be. I mean, you, you uh, have your friends and family. But then your uh, friends or someone in your family starts doing things that are more illegal, more corrupt. Right. And you start covering for them. Like they've done so many times with the Kennedy family. Right. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then you got the royal family. Would you call that being born into success, being part of a royal family? Um. Well, okay. So born, born into success. That's another segment that we have coming up, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, and, would and, you... And so... I actually meant that two ways, just to be clear, to answer your question. So, yeah, being born into a royal family, what is being born in success? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also meant another, there's another take on it, which is someone who's not successful, but being sort of reborn. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like working into it. Yeah. Working into it. And then they suddenly, they, they arrive. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's and your that's, answer for that. But yeah. like I was saying, with the family though, you, you have your cousins and whoever, and you're, they're like, oh yeah, I just got arrested. Let's say you're present, right? Right. So your cousin is like, oh, I just got arrested when I have 14 pounds of marijuana. Yeah. You know, in a state that's not where it's not legal. And I don't have a prescription. I got. Yeah, I have my prescription. <laughs> I don't have the, glaucoma. <laughs> it went out the window 15 miles back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he calls you up and he's like, hey, um, can you get me out of jail? And you're like calling up the county sheriff and you're like, hey, yeah. he's my brother. Can you keep it on the down low? Or he's my cousin. I wonder how that, you'd have to have a good relationship. If you're going to say something like, 
can you keep it on the down low? You're going to have to know a corrupt sheriff. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to know him well. You know what I mean? I mean, so I don't think it's going to be like that. Let's say he shot the sheriff. But you can apply pressure. You can, you, I mean, you can call and be like, why is he in here? You know what I mean? And just, that's all you really have to do. Like, if you're the mayor or someone who, who controls the budget. Oh, true. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You don't, that's the, the thing that's effed up about it is you don't even have to have a conversation. You just call up the sheriff's office and you say, hey, so-and-so is in jail. Why? You yeah. just apply a little bit of pressure and they say why. And you're like, what did he do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't see how that's illegal. You know what I mean? And he, killed, he killed two I don't see jerks. how that's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Like he was, that doesn't sound like, uh, anyway, you apply some pressure. You may not be able to get them out of jail, mm-hmm. but you, but by, because they know who you are and because they know who raise their checks. bills yeah. right um you're gonna get possibly a reduced sentence maybe a lowered you know, bail price maybe they'll even let you out with mm-hmm. a warning you know what i'm talking about like it's just gonna disappear you know what i mean and it's not like you necessarily even asked for it there was no direct quid pro quo right yeah. you just you just simply said you all you did is let them know that you're unpleased you know what i mean that's the thing why is that really allowed though and then they infer what action they should take right yeah and so i don't know see i'm not a fan of that whole i infer that you know like i'm not it's trump does this all the time yeah you know what i mean like he'll bring people in he he talked james comey talks about it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like um can you see your way past to letting this go yeah i think was the famous the same famous trump trump line right he does this all the time it's just this idea of like i'm not going to necessarily directly ask you to you know what i mean but what i'm going to do is i'm going to bring you in i'm going to wind you down down you and say hey remember Remember whose payroll you're on. Yeah, you know remember I mean? who, like that. who gave you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think about that. You know what I mean? And then you're supposed to be smart enough to understand what that obligates you to do. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's very interesting. You know <laughs> Someone I mean? who's not very good at picking stuff up. Why, thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is great. You know, yeah, I'm to, yeah, yeah. but he's still going to jail. He's going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, yeah. Either either they're they're either really naive or they're they hopefully they have they know that uh, yeah something they up. can back up whatever you know they can back that up. But yeah. I, I like the more naive part because it's just yeah. like that is a lovely evening, and yeah. you gave me this whole yeah, box yeah. of money. Wow, wow! And you helped me get a loan on this really nice car, and you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't have to worry about a thing. Uh, well, thanks for your time. I'm going to go home now and just yeah. you know forget about everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, not you even forget me, about. It. You gave me a pay raise. You gave me a title. You gave me a promotion. Dude, I love all of this. Yeah, I'm going to go tell He's CNN going to jail, though. He's going to jail. He's going for jail for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go tell CNN what you just gave me. Yeah, yeah, but 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 in the meantime, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he gave me this and this and this. Look, look, look at it. It's so awesome. He's such a nice guy. Big press conference. Yeah, and yeah, show you everything yeah, off. Yeah. He's like, hey, look, look. And this solid diamond ring. Right, yeah. And a new it's, watch. He's just so nice. Trump's so nice, you know? Wow. But that guy's going to jail, man, yeah. for a long time. He's corrupt as hell. You know? We had to execute him. We had to execute him. <laughs> so I'm keeping this ring, though. It's a nice ring. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that, but that's not going to happen. And... Just the whole shadow government. <laughs> yeah, shadow governments. Anyway, do shadow governments exist? Yes, almost certainly they come and go. I don't think that they're as, again, I don't think they're as notorious, hardened, or, uh, you know, cult like. Cult like, yeah. right? As people think there may be a couple of those. 
Um, but I don't think that that is the norm. I think there are dozens, hundreds of these quote unquote mm-hmm. shadow governments. Again, I would argue anyone in the billion dollar club is a shadow government. You know what I mean? And any politician at a, at a sufficient level is connected to that shadow government somehow yeah. right? through lobbying or other direct channels. Um, so it just is like, okay. So like you're saying shadow governments that didn't really make it like they tried to put a shadow government together. And it's just like falls apart. Yeah, yeah. What would that be like? You know, it's like, oh, here's it's like us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, yeah, it's yeah. our shadow government. That's, that's Splain. Splain. Yeah. Shadow, shadow government that didn't make it. That didn't make it. <laughs> we tried. Uh, yeah. It didn't work. So now he's open, you know. <laughs> we were the naive, we were the naive ones that didn't get the bribe money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> that's us. Yeah. So we have any, now we're broke. Um, yep. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, yeah, interesting. They definitely exist. Uh, they are definitely corruptible. Yeah. And when they are corrupt and they exist. If they're big enough. Yeah. That's dangerous. Uh, as to whether any, well, I want to say hardened. We talked about cult-like. That's yeah. kind of, how many of them are hardened? And by hardened, I mean they span multiple generations. Because okay. there's different, That's I would say that's when they're cult-like, is when they can actually have survivability. Now, They okay. have enough structure that they actually, they have structure. They have, they have their own they actually have like governing rules like a cult would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then that's... that's and practices. Yeah. So uh, things that span over generations are people like the Freemasons and stuff like that. And they, right. and they have people in power or... Um, Even just like skull a... Skull and crossbones. Like a, yeah. Like a, like a fraternity though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the old fraternities that would just last for generation upon right. generation, right? If you have multi-generation fraternities, mm-hmm. especially at high-level schools that are pumping out people into high-level positions. That's what Skull and Crossbones was. That was okay. like Harvard. 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 See, yeah. I'm going to go there. <laughs> yeah. That's... And those are those those exist. You yeah. know what I mean? So I would say those... I would call those quote-unquote hardened uh, shadow governments, right? Mm-hmm. They have a structure that allows them to uh, exist beyond uh, the death of their members, right? True. Uh yeah, and their leadership. there's probably a lot of those. And that's actually not even like conspiracy theory. Like that's, I mean, it is conspiracy theory, I guess, but it's pretty hard to dispute that those are going to exist. Yeah. If fraternities, ex- I, I know enough about fraternities to know that they consider themselves brothers. I didn't go to college. Near like I. I did not join a fraternity. If I would, I did go nope. a little bit, but if I, I would never have joined a fraternity, right? Because- mm-hmm. No, but the thing is, is that they exist. I have family and friends that have gone and been members of fraternities. They are very tight. They, the, 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 um, the, 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 what do they call it? The, the hazing that they do. Yeah. Um, they become a very bonded. It's dangerous what they do and I don't like it, but it does serve the purpose that it's designed to serve in that it bonds them. Mm-hmm. Right. It does bond them. And, uh, to the, to, you know, much the way that an organized crime family or a gang is bonded, right? Well, I mean, the and mob so, and stuff like that, right? But so, yeah, so you now have this group of people who are bonded and have loyal obligations to one another, mm, right? Throughout college. Throughout the rest of their life. Would you call them legal gangs then? Um, well, traditional gangs have to be violent. They don't, you know, so they'd have to, you have to marry that to some sort of a violent intent or, or criminal intent. Well, I mean, you can be a gang of anything and not be violent. Yeah. There's the buttercream gang. Yeah. You can be like a sewing gang. Yeah. You know, the knitting gang. They're probably out there. Yeah. They're shadow. That's a shadow government. That's a shadow government, yeah. dude. The, the, the buttercream gang. Did you ever watch that? Uh, I never saw that. Watch that movie. Okay. Buttercream gang. The buttercream gang. Um, But like knitters, you know, and then you got... um. 
the fraternity brothers. Yeah. They're not doing legal act or illegal acts, but they're getting into government, doing favors for one another. Right. And then exchanging money and then becoming corrupt. Exactly. Exactly. So it's the thing is it's like they may not be criminal, but there's probably dozens of these quote unquote hardened shadow governments. Yeah. Uh, some of them are criminal. Some of them maybe have good intentions. Uh, but it's interesting that I would say that's actually probably the more we talk about it, I would say that's probably more the norm. Yeah. It is otherwise. So everyone else that isn't in a fraternity or um, up in the top tier are just the the fodder for everything. Then yeah, I mean that again. What it comes down to is: are their interests aligned with ours as a nation? And in many cases, that may be. You want your country to succeed because mm-hmm. that's where you live. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, these shadow governments have at least some alignment with the broader country in terms of their goals. And so it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Also, it's important to note that no one of these little shadow governments has all power. Mm-hmm. And that's why our system in the United States has been moderately safe and stable is because it's difficult to consolidate power, right? Yeah. And so you you may have a shadow government. You may have dozens of them. You probably have dozens of them. I'm almost certain that you have dozens, if not hundreds of them, running our government. But that's the thing, is it's not just one. It's not yeah. just two or three. There's probably dozens of highly influential little mini shadow governments trying to manipulate the government, and they don't all have perfect alignment, and that's what keeps them from getting too much power. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll probably talk about successful, born into success. Born, uh, yeah, next week. Well, actually, I don't know what the topic is uh, okay. for next week. Uh, it's been shadow governments. It's been splayed. Uh, have a chill last week, guys. Yep. Uh, you know, if you're in a cult, just keep us in mind. Keep the rest of us in mind. Yeah. You know, that's we, it. We're looking for, you know, recruits and to yeah. join others. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to make our own. We're going to we're gonna inter- network. <laughs> we're going to network here. All right. Peace out, guys. Yep. Splayed. Later. Later.